Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Good day, and welcome to Witham's Lodging Insights and Innovations podcast. My name is Lena Combs. I'm a partner here at Witham and the practice leader of the firm's hospitality services team. Today, I have with me Nicole Lyons, who's a partner in Witham's Forensic and Valuation Services Group and the market leader of the firm's business disputes and economic damages services sector of that group. Today, we'll be talking about the facts and myths of forensic investigations and accounting. Thank you, Nicole, for joining us today and talking about this timely topic and providing your insights to the lodging industry. My pleasure, Lena. I'm happy to be here today. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. So let's just get started. We often get asked about forensic audit services, and there seems to be some confusion about an audit versus a forensic investigation. Can you explain to me the differences and what our listeners can expect if they hire a forensic accountant? Yes, absolutely. So there are two different services, right? So there's the audit services and there's the forensic services, two different types of, of service functions. Um, auditing, right, is more of a general and basic exam of business accounts, right? It's, it's focused more on compliance and performance of an organization. Um, a forensic investigation, though, is more of a targeted review, right? We're, we're looking at it. There's an issue or issues of concern that are brought up to us as forensic accountants. So the forensic investigation centers around ex- expanding upon and doing a deeper dive in terms of certain issues, right? So that's one compare and contrast. The other piece is that an audit is normally, right, um, it's a planned event, right? And these are occur- they, they recur on a regular basis. A forensic investigation, however, is hopefully not recurring <laughs> at the organization. It's a reactive um, service, a reactive analysis, and it's unforeseen, right? So that that's another compare and contrast. So auditing, again, you know, you're looking at the process of determining whether a company's reported financial results are in accordance with certain standards, right? Um, they adhere to certain standards, and the forensic investigation is an analysis of specific records, right? And information targeted to help uncover certain facts surrounding a potential allegation of fraud. I think that's a great point that you made about the audit being a recurring and planned event versus a forensic investigation, which is reactive to a particular type, a particular situation that you hope certainly will not be uh, repetitive. So what kinds of engagements what kinds of engagements utilize forensic accounting services? So there are, there's, a, there's different um, types of engagements in general. So I'm gonna talk about two different types of engagements that normally forensic accountants get involved in, and then I'll give some examples within each of those engagements. That's probably the best way to, to handle that question. So generally speaking, right, we as forensic accountants, there's two different types. There's a litigation engagement, right? So a litigation engagement is whereby there's actual or potential um, legal or regulatory proceeding, right? It's 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 before a trier of fact, trier of fact meaning a judge, right? We're brought in um, as an expert witness or as a consultant. Sometimes, sometimes we're a neutral expert, um, a joint expert by both sides, but we're trying to come in to assist in 
you know, resolving the disputes of the parties by presenting analyses, right? So that's litigation engagements. And I'll get into different types of litigation matters involving forensics. But the other general type of engagements that forensics are involved in are also what's called investigative engagements or investigation engagements, right? So an investigation engagement, there is no legal proceeding, right? There's, we are called upon to assess a specific concern that's brought up by a company's stakeholders, or I'm just going to call them stakeholders for now, and I'll get into that in a minute as well. But in those instances, right, there's no legal issue or anything yet but they've flagged something of concern. They want a deeper dive in terms of certain accounts maybe, or an analysis of, of you know, expense reimbursements, for example, just off the top of my head, just an example. Um, but the stakeholders that we're working for in investigation engagements include, they can include the client, they can include sometimes a board of directors, a management committee um, of a firm, the independent auditor could hire you, a regulator can hire you. So again, that's investigation. So no pending threat of litigation versus the litigation engagement. So typical cases that involve forensic accountants, right? So there's different sectors of litigation under the litigation piece. There's um, commercial litigation, right? Where we're working on business disputes and the parties um, are, are fighting in terms of you know, potentially a breach of contract issue or potential misappropriation of company funds. Um, there's litigation involving matrimonial sector, right? So matrimonial litigation might require a forensic accountant. Um, white collar criminal defense attorneys, right? They would be calling forensic accountants to assist them as part of the legal team in preparing analyses as well to uncover um, certain transactions or certain issues with transactions, if you will. On the investigation side, right, by, we've been hired by the board of, board of directors, an audit committee chair, where we're being brought in to assess a certain concern that they have. And um, it's normally both cases are looking back in time to see what transpired uh, historically in the organization. Um, Forensic by its nature, the term forensic is actually the defined term. It, it means that it's used in or suitable for courts of law or public debate. So that's that's where forensic comes from. And then the accounting services themselves, when you employ a forensic accountant, we are we apply a specialized knowledge um, and investigative skills to the engagement. Um, our objective is obviously to collect and analyze and evaluate certain um, evidence, evidential matter, documents, information, right? And to interpret and communicate the findings. So that's what we as forensic accountants do. We're called upon a couple of examples of different types of engagements um, and, and the stakeholders and, and the clients that we serve. So. Do you have a, then that, that's great information. Do you have a couple of examples of like what are prime things that you see that uh, forensic services are needed for, like some, some kind of, I don't know if there's anything you see a lot of, or maybe just a couple of examples. Yeah, I mean, we're brought in, issues can range in all different facets, right? Sometimes there's issues surrounding the accounts payable process, and they're concerned about that process, or something had happened or transpired with one vendor, and they want us to vet through that process in total, right? Taking a look at disbursements and identifying whether there's misappropriation. Um, one example I can give, you know, that 
we're doing, for example, if it's a if it's a disbursement analysis, we would look at the books and records of a company to say, okay, this is how they're categorizing vendor payments, right? And who's actually getting paid and for what what the service is for. So we'll look at the books and records. But then there's a question in terms of possibly, let's say the bookkeeper altering the records of the books and records uh, or the general ledger, if you will, right? The company's books and records. So we would then go to source documentation and take a look at what the underlying um, record actually shows, right? What's on the bank statements, what's the wire transfer information, what's the council check look like and that. So a lot of times we're called upon to trace transactions to identify potential misappropriation, um, we've been involved. I mean, it ranges, Lena. I can go on and on about different types of cases. We've done expense reimbursements. We've done employee embezzlement cases. Um, and that's more on the fraud side. Um, but then forensic accounting uh, utilized an economic damage assessment, right? So we're brought in when there's breaches of contract, alleged breach of contract, and we're asked to opine um, as to what the economic damages were. And we would quantify lost profits. We could quantify lost business. We can quantify, you know, lost customer lists, things of that nature. So the forensic accounting service crosses multiple disciplines of service areas. Um, and, you know, our, our role in all different types of litigation is extremely vast. So it's a very broad, very <laughs> broad bucket of uh, potential scenarios. So yes. But thanks for that. That's, I think, helpful to our listeners. So, you know, as an auditor, right, we always issue an opinion on the financial statements that they're in accordance with certain standards. So in the forensic investigation, do you give an opinion as to fraud or anything else? We certainly give an opinion um, based on, you know, sufficient and reliable information. However, we do not opine as to fraud. Um, Absolutely not. It's the decision, the ultimate decision regarding fraud and the conclusion of fraud is left to the trier effect, right? The judge is making the call to determine whether fraud occurred, right? We as forensic accountants are prohibited from opining regarding the ultimate conclusion. So um, as forensics, getting into a little bit of, of our standards that we adhere to, I'm a CPA, right? And I'm a member of the AICPA and there's professional standards that I adhere to um, those standards, you know, general standards such as professional competence, right? You're able to do the job with the expertise that you actually have, and there's due professional care, and we plan adequately, and you serve the client with integrity and objectivity. In addition to those general standards and professional code of conduct, we as forensic accountants that are CPAs also have to adhere to a step to standards. There's a separate set of standards promulgated through the AICPA. It's called the Statement on Standards for Forensic Services, or SSSS. And That's easy those, to say. But yeah, it's very difficult to say if you ask me ten times fast. So, um, Statement on Standards for Forensic Services, and really the goal of that standard and the the rationale to pr- promulgate that standard was really brought on by this particular issue, right? To really to, to have in there uh, the prohibition of and prohibiting forensic accountants from from opining to fraud, right? Prohibiting us to do so. So those standards came about um, in 2021. It became effective for engagements that started January 1 of 2020 and forward. Um, so those standards prohibit us to opine to fraud. Now, what we can do, we obviously offer opinions based on sufficient, reliable 
information um, within a reasonable degree of accounting and professional certainty. Um, and our opinions can relate to our analysis of ev evidence and whether it's consistent with certain elements of fraud, for example, but we're certainly not opining to fraud. So um, going back, I think, to one of the examples I gave in terms of, you know, when forensic accountants are involved and what kind of services we would do um, in a report, for example, where we are presenting our detailed analysis and we can present indicia of fraud, right? Meaning that there's an indication of potential fraud without saying it. And the way we would go about doing it is, you know, for analyzing, going back to the disbursement and tracing example that I used to begin with, right? If the books and records are showing payments to certain vendors, for example, but when we look at the source document, the source documentation is showing something different, right? Instead of vendor A getting paid pursuant to the books and records, it's going to individual A, right? Completely different. So we would present our analyses of those unreconciled issues, right? And then leave it to the trier of fact, leave it to counsel to argue where they fall and the trier of fact to ultimately determine as to the occurrence of fraud. So our role is to is to evaluate the information, the discovery, um, the output from interviews sometimes, evaluate that information and present our analyses accordingly. So then the argument can be made that there's a potential occurrence of fraud. So. so just to kind of further that, if just from a very high level, what are a forensic accountant's objectives once you're engaged? Yeah. So, you know, again, depending on who engages us, but, you know, we assist the organization or constituents of an organization, right? Those various stake stakeholders that I talked about, whether it's the audit committee um, or an independent auditor or regulator, counsel, if it's a litigation engagement, a lot of times we're engaged through counsel and we're, we're assisting those constituents um, to gather sufficient information surrounding a potential fraudulent activity, right? If we're dealing with, you know, misappropriation, for example. And our, our role as forensic accountants is to evaluate the evidence. And that evidence could be hard financial documents. It could be non-financial documents, agreements, et cetera, analyzing that. If we're also called upon to interview um, employees of the company, um, right. understand roles and responsibilities, right? And I'm, I'm thinking more of a forensic investigation example in this particular case where there's potential misappropriation. So we gather, we collect, we evaluate the information, um, and we quantify a potential loss or we trace transactions. And the ultimate end game is to communicate our findings um, accordingly, right? Client is going to ask us, and this is set up in the very beginning of the engagement, what is the output from us, right? Litigation engagements, we're typically issuing an opinion. Here's our report. Um, investigation engagements, sometimes um, the constituents want an oral report. So we would maybe do a PowerPoint presentation and present it orally to the board of directors, for example. Other times they want a draft memo. And then other times they just want it orally. What did you find? So, um, but the objective is really to assist our clients in evaluating you know, information to assist them in making their arguments accordingly, or to vet through a particular concern that they initially had to see if it's, if it's a valid concern. Right, well, that's, that's great. So just last question, um, but if a company was looking into hiring a forensic accountant, what kind of credentials would they be looking for in that person or that firm? Yeah, so, um, you know, 
from my point of view, I would think that a forensic accountant should be, you know, should hold a CPA license, should be an accountant um, as a licensed certified public accountant. Um, there's also certifications that are, are um, that are available to uh, accountants that have an expertise in the forensic services arena. Um, some of those certifications, I hold the, I'm a certified, I'm certified in financial forensics through the AICPA. Um, the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners also has a certification called the Certified Fraud Examiner Certification. Um, again, both of them require a certain level of experience in forensics and a test as well to be taken. Um, so those are just two of probably many other certifications out there um, that forensic accountants could obtain to further their you know, credentials in this arena. Great. Well, thank you so much. That's great information. And hopefully our listeners have gotten something out of it so they'll be able to more easily identify if they have a potential issue where to get help for that and, and what's the appropriate level of help and expectation for the services. So thanks again for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. If you have any questions about today's podcast, please reach out to us through witham.com slash hospitality.